Smokey College Football Picks with the Bandit. I'm Smokey. We're here this week, Bandit, but a lot of college football teams don't seem to be here this week. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Smokey. We've got a couple college football teams that aren't looking like they're checking in. I'm looking at you, Virginia Tech. I'm looking at you, uh, Stanford. I'm looking at you, pretty much anybody in the SEC East. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting week. This is put up. This is where we separate the contenders from the pretenders. Yeah, yeah. Last week was uh, was a bizarre week. I I'd like to say, you know, you, I always blitz you with uh, text messages, and of course, the one money league I'm in is my worst league. I went four and one in my fantasy leagues last week, and uh, Chupa Hubbard saved me in a lot of leagues. He had a monster week, which I know you own him in our league. I own him in our league. He saved me, so I was I was singing some Chuba Chuba Chuba. Uh, all the way to the bank here, and we had a good we had a good pick uh, uh, week last week. Um, you went eight and four, which is pretty damn good. I went nine and three, which is if you're listening to our picks, hopefully, and you're betting them, maybe you're in the Bahamas or someplace like that, enjoying your winnings with um, the entire did... Pac-12, which isn't playing this week. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, there's no Pac. We have like two Pac-12 games on the slate. Everybody else is like, ah, we don't we don't feel like playing. Um, you know, it's this double bye week, I think, right, that they now installed. So now we have two bye weeks, and it creates, you know, a lot of teams that are just kind of sitting on well, the here's, sidelines. Here's a question for you because I haven't looked at it. You know, the cartel, the NCAA, which we do need to talk about pay for play, uh, California, uh, they asked Florida to move that Florida Miami game up to the first week. So was that second week actually one of Florida's bye weeks or? Yeah. Yes, I believe it was. Okay. Actually, I believe that that was one of Florida's two bye weeks. Um, so they ended up with, uh, I, I, you know, actually, if I take a look at it, I think we might have a third bye week in there somewhere. Ah. I think they might have given us a third bye well, week. Considering our October schedule, we deserve three bye weeks. That's right. Between um, the, the, the gauntlet that is Auburn, Georgia, LSU, and there's somebody else mixed in there, too, that's pretty good. So we, we're, we're going to have to. It's it, not it, Tennessee. It's not Tennessee, I'm going to tell you that, and it's not Kentucky. Those two teams, we've already we've already gotten those cupcakes out of our schedule. So it's going to be tough for Florida. It's going to be a, uh, a slog. The, these next four weeks in the SEC are huge. A uh, whole month of October is big, and then we start no- November with uh, early game. We have LSU against Alabama, which is probably going to be the game of the century. Now, uh, I have a question for you. If we relocate our podcast to California, would we then, since we talk college football, get paid to do it? They'd probably just offer us a scholarship, which, you know, for, for me, I already have all the degrees I need. But maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I'll go back and get one in, you know, some type of, uh, you know, uh, Russian literature or, or something like that, not to get any political. But, yeah, they, they, they would find a way not to pay us, though. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know because you know what's going on in California and now every other state, right? Uh, other than legalized gambling, um, you're talking about the pay to play for pay the pay to play, uh, of course. Yeah, pay to play. Pay to play. What are your thoughts uh, about uh, college athletes getting paid and how this? I, I I would have to think it would be the same amount no matter what school you go to. Well, I I read an interesting article and it was from a, a former uh, Florida politician. 
who was trying to get the university, uh, the, the school in Tallahassee, to pay for uh, extra uh, police officers to be at the football game because they had a big football game. It was, it was Florida State, Florida, or Florida State, Miami. They're trying to get more um, uh, deputies there, and they didn't want to give them that. They, they said there, there wasn't any room in the budget. And, uh, and this politician said, well, you know, this, this game's going to bring in about 50 million in revenue to this area. Um, I, I think that it's worth p- spending $50,000 for you guys to get $50 million in revenue. You're like what, what kind of idiots are you to not even think about doing that? So I don't know. I, I, I think when it comes down to it, you have to look at the the revenue that the, that some of these athletes generate. I mean that that's part of it. It's tough though. It's 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 really tough. I, I think that the first thing is they gotta allow them to to at least hire some representation um, for them in order to understand draft stock and things like that and get a really good draft evaluation. I think that's the most important thing for college football. But generally, pay to play. I mean, we're only talking about paying football mostly. Maybe basketball. But I mean, are there any other sports that are really big revenue generators fencing fencing oh, i forgot those are quidditch <laughs> that's like just kidding i'm just the kidding. only right. reason i get that reference is because i saw the big bang theory i never saw the harry potter movies <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad i got a little chuckle out of you yeah. so let's go ahead and get into the slate of 12 games this week we're going to cover 12 games uh as we say on the show uh, we make our picks separate. We do not talk about these games before we get on the podcast, and then we just riff on them, give our picks, and um, most of the time, we come out pretty good. We have one lock. Uh, we each have a lock of the week. We do not discuss that either before the show. Uh, last week, we had for the first time the sign of the apocalypse. We had a double lock. Both Smokey and the Bandit locked in Oklahoma State last week, and if you played that lock... You got to see uh, Oklahoma State uh, take care of business against Kansas State in what was kind of a must win for them. Easy lock, easy money. So that's the way we're doing. Before we get started, any thoughts on last week? Yeah, uh, Washington State is not who I thought they were. I had two games that if I had a bookie, I would have put you know a couple hundred on both, one being Oklahoma State and the second one that Washington State. I was trying to remember over the weekend what was the other game I loved and uh, – yeah, I'll tell you what, Washington State on the road, I guess, is a different team than they are at home And because uh, I thought that offense would move the ball against Utah, but they did not. And, uh, yeah, they, they fell down to earth and everything. But uh, anyhow, let's uh, get rolling with the first game. Yeah, so the first game is Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. We've got our, our lock, our, our, our solid lock, Oklahoma State, but they're in this game a 10.5-point favorites. Uh, it's a lot of points. Uh, who you like? I'm just going to come right out and do it. I'm locking it up because Texas Tech has Jeff Duffy at quarterback. And while Oklahoma State's defense is nothing good, I I mean, it's a really bad defense. I don't think this Jeff Duffy kid can move the ball against anybody. Steven Sanders has not looked good the last few weeks, but Chupa Hubbard, he should rush for, what, 300 Chuba's my man. Chuba is the MVP on my team. So I I, I think, yeah, you're absolutely starting him and you're counting on the the 40 plus point uh, uh, fantasy performance. Well, you have to start him this week because if you're anything like me, your entire bench is people on the bye. So anybody that's actually playing this week, you're starting. I've got some deep leagues where I can't even fill out an entire active roster. 
Yeah, I mean, this this has just got too many. I agree with you on Oklahoma State. I am not. This is not my lock, so we will not have double locks two two weeks in a row. But um, I will tell you that Oklahoma State just has too many weapons between Sanders, um, between uh, who's the wide receiver that that, that we, Wallace um, there. Ty, that, Tyon Wallace. Island Wallace, that guy's that guy's gonna be playing on Sundays, oh, yeah. and uh, Sanders is, is and, and Chuba Hubbard, of course. I mean, if they get ahead, then you got Chuba running it for you know two two hundred yards on you. So I, I like it as well. We both agree on on that game. Um, we got another noon game that's kind of interesting. We got Iowa at Michigan. Michigan, a three and a half point favorite. Uh, who you like here? You know, it's funny because. I guess you could say I altered my pick more times than a fat man in a speedo. <laughs> I, I I just I just closed my eyes and 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 dropped the finger down on this one. That's that's how I did it. Oh, but what about my my new fat man? I figured you you're starting you, to use you, my fat man in a speedo. But, but I figured is, you're is, moving is, around is, a lot, and, you know, trying to get it right or whatever. So I was watching Family Feud, and one of the questions for the final thing was how many inches would your man's uh, gut hang out if he wore a speedo? Like on and and like the number one answer was like four inches or something. Like that. That's so. a bizarre. That's not a very family friendly question. That's like, <laughs> gosh, show is getting. Boy, they're they're really going out on an edge on that. What are you watching? What are you ninety? What are you watching Family Feud for anyway? I am getting so old. My my afternoon watching consists of Family Feud, Wheel of Fortune, and Jeopardy. I am telling you that I I I, I just got to admit I've gotten into that funk. You know, I've got kids. It's kind of family friendly. They don't understand jokes like that, and um, and it's entertaining. And you know what can I say? It's mindless humor. It's a great thing after a day of work. Come home and watch the feud. Oh God. <laughs> I've lost so much credit in your eyes. Who do you like in this one? Which side did you end up on? Yeah, I Shea Patterson finally looked good last week for Michigan, but I think this Iowa defense is for real. I, I can't really name anybody on the offense for Iowa. I, Michigan almost lost the Army at home. The big house ain't what it used to be. Uh, I'm going to take Iowa and the points on this one. Yeah, you know that that's that's interesting. That that is my pick as well. I'm taking Iowa and the points. The thing that really um, and and only planning playing fantasy would I have known this. So um, we didn't really cover Iowa Iowa State, although you know it was one of those games that we could have covered in the, on, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Iowa State's got a very good offense, right? An offense that's comparable to Michigan's as far as quality, in my mind. And Iowa held them to 17 points. I think so, Iowa State's offense is better than Michigan's. Outside of last week, Michigan's offense. Whatever happened to, is it Donovan People-Jones? Wasn't he supposed to be a big wide receiver? No, been... I had him last year in fantasy, and he he's a guy that disappears. He's a, he's a David Copperfield because he disappears for like three weeks in a row, and then he reappears with like, you know, with one really good, you know, 10-catch, 10, 120-yard 10 game. Uh, type of thing he's so, so bad he's actually on the waiver wire in our league <laughs> i believe it. i'm not going to pick him up because you can't you can't trust him you can't trust him um one of the things that that, that we look here is that iowa doesn't have you know they, they they have uh you know a decent running game they have a decent passing game but nothing really sticks out they don't really they spread the ball out they they, they don't really have any one person that's kind of a go-to if you're playing fantasy you got to look at these teams that that kind of run their offense through one guy and if that's the case, even if they're not that great, sometimes that's really good for you in, in fantasy. And, you know, you got anything else on Iowa? Because I'm going to talk about the guy that they run through in the in the next game. 
No, no. I, I don't like I said, I don't know much about Iowa. Just I think their defense is L E G I T legit. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree with you. The the team that I think runs through every, runs through uh, uh, one particular player is Iowa State. We just talked about them. They're hosting TCU, and Iowa State is a three and a half point favorite. Who do you like here? Is it you've got a pervy mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it's not pervy. Oh, okay. It's not pervy who I'm thinking of. Purdy, okay. I mean, Purdy, you got a Purdy mouth. You got a is, Purdy mouth? <laughs> no, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is better than Shea Patterson. I will say that. I'll take Brock Purdy for sure over Shea Patterson. That guy's that guy's a good guy to own in fantasy um, if you can if you can find him. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's an air attack at Iowa State. It all runs mostly. I mean, Purdy runs play. a little. He runs a little. And and Purdy does run, and and so he's kind of that 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 uh, offense. But I got to tell you, I've got Deshante Jones, uh, the wide receiver at Iowa, and that guy, all he you does is Iowa put State? up stats. Iowa State, that's what I meant. Um, Iowa State, and um, and Charlie Kohler, who is their tight end. I've got both of those guys in our league, and those guys, they just a lot of the offense runs through them, and a lot is of that's coming from Purdy. Anything more boring than college football tight ends? Uh, that's you know if you find a good one you're like holy moly like oh. this guy actually can put up some points like it's like it's like finding a like a five dollar bill in your jeans or something like that we you play know? two tight ends in our league and if they put up two points combined i'm happy <laughs> I, I yeah yeah i know if i get like an eight point game out of one of them i'm like whew, like that guy killed it like let's hold on to him um who do you like in this game i like iowa state i'm just going to come out and say that i like them uh to cover the three and a half i don't think tcu they used to be known for defense. They're not as good as they used to be. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I should have used this line earlier because it just popped into my head. What what's the name of the uh, coach for the Arizona Cardinals? Um, uh, Kingsbury. Yeah, they said. Do you realize Cliff Kingsbury in one year has destroyed two offenses: the Arizona Cardinals and Texas Tech. <laughs> I know, by, I know. By leaving, I, that, I forget where I heard that. I heard that on a podcast. I thought that was pretty funny. But TCU, you know, they used to have a good offense, too. Right now they have Darius Anderson, and that's about it. And I, I think. Uh-oh, we, think... Got, we, got, we got something going on. You got, got the cops coming to you or something. No, that's my Beverly Hills 90210 ring, which I have no idea how it came through, considering Do Not Disturb is turned on. But Because uh, I focus on the podcast, so I don't know how that came through. Anyway, I'm taking Iowa State to cover this game, yeah. All right, man. That's three in a row that we agree on. Um, you know, we're, we we give some pretty decent picks. So, I mean, sometimes when we agree, I mean, we could go up in flames. We can always regress. But so far, we're, we're agreeing. I think we're going to agree here. Um, we got Texas at West Virginia. Texas, an 11-point favorite. Who do you like in this one? Weren't you shocked that this spread wasn't more? Absolutely shocked. And, um, and yes, I'm taking – you can imagine who I'm taking. I'm going to let you go first, though. Yeah, I mean, Sam Ellinger should have a field day. Uh, Colin Johnson, I did read, is a game-time decision GTD, as the kids are calling it nowadays, because we have to shorten we have to, everything. We, we have to, yeah, we can't say, like, real words. We have yeah. to make it, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, they don't even need Colin Johnson. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised this isn't a 20-point spread. Texas covers this game easily. Are you locking it up? This is my lock. You, this is absolutely, I mean, we, I, I lock it up before the show. I'm locking up Texas. Um, I've got a lot of uh, connections to WVU football. Um, I have an idea that they are not, they're looking at this as, you know, a, a big game for them. They're going to be up for it, but it's just going to be way too much offense. And the WVU defense isn't ready for 
for what Sam Ellinger and everything else that Texas is going to bring. Colin Johnson or no Colin Johnson. Um, WVU, they're, they're, this is a b- bounce back year for them. I think Texas wins this one by three touchdowns. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm locking it up. That's, that's an easy lock for me. Um, I'll be shocked if this is a close game. Um, all right. Another team that's absolutely a disappointment. Um, cause I think West Virginia is a little bit of a disappointment, but they kind of expected to not be great, but Virginia tech, um, I got to tell you in the beltway area, you know, they're like persona non gratum. I mean, nobody talks about Virginia tech. Uh, they're just horrible right now. Um, they're if- going to Miami. And I was not surprised by this spread. I would in other years, but this is this spread is absolutely right. 14 points Miami is favored. Who do you like? If I said the name Hendon Hooker to you, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Hendon Hooker, is that a play? Is that like no. a <laughs> Yeah, it sounds more like a play. I read some last minute news about two minutes before we did the podcast. So we're breaking news here. Ryan Willis has been benched at Virginia Tech. He was awful last week because I actually had to. Play I heard this him was mentioned on a uh, on a on a message board. Like yeah. that's how this came out. Hendon Hooker is, is the is, new is the new Virginia quarterback. Tech quarterback. That's a real name, Hendon Hooker. You've heard it here on Smoky College Football Picks with the Bandit. I, I literally just went to check some college football news, and I'm like, I, I said, did that say Hokies? I was like, wait, the Hokies just benched Ryan. Well, he was spectacularly awful last week. Well, it, was le- it was leaked by a guy that's on your team, your fantasy team, I think. I think Trey Turner. Don't you have him in fantasy? I have, and I'm a little concerned because of buys. I actually have two. Uh, I've got Hazleton playing this week and Trey Turner, who's questionable. So I, I do m- might need to find, because I am in a must-win situation this week. I'm now, what, 2-2 two and two in our league or 2-3? and three? So here's the thing I don't get about Virginia Tech football. Why is Trey Turner confirming – who your starting quarterback is is why is the wide receiver why is the coaching staff not confirming that that hooker was is going to be the starter why does it have to leak from turner onto a message board because the morons that are college football coaches think they're being sneaky by not telling you if a player's playing i this is why i'm glad it's not I'm, very sneaky with your if, if your if your kids are on instagram well, this is why I'm glad I'm not really doing a lot for money this year, and I've decided I'm not going to do a lot for money in college football until we get an official injury report like the NFL because you know me. I am sick and tired of every week teams not announcing whether or not players are going to be playing. I got screwed by Salvin Ahmed being out two weeks ago. Last week, thought he was out, and he played and had a monster game. Not that I would have won because everybody puts up the most points against me in our league. But Oh, wow, wow, wow. I know, I know. I've had 200 more points scored against me than you have. That's it's significant. A, it's a, Okay, that, that, that's a fact. But I can't play myself, that's, Smokey. That's because you, the bandit can't play against himself. Really, so. I hear you play with yourself all the time. <laughs> I knew you'd say something like that. I'm taking Miami in this. Are you taking Miami? Initially, I can't go with a guy. What Hendon Hooker? <laughs> There's no way. I can't way. go. You, you, uh, anybody who knows Smokies knows that you can go with a hooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just not a male one named Hendon. Hendon. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're both taking Miami in this yeah. game, and it's kind of. I mean, it's going to be about 14 points, but I yeah, I just can't get with Virginia Tech. I can't take them in in this kind of game. That's you know five in a row that we agree on. Um, going to the Big Ten, uh, we've got Northwestern at Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska is a seven and a half point favorite. Who do you like here? 
if Nebraska's offense doesn't get going this week, it ain't happening this year. I'll tell you what, one of the biggest disappointments in college football has got to be Adrian Martinez and his performance so far. I think this is a week where they roll some points. I didn't expect them to put up a lot of points last week. That Ohio State defense slapped them around like a little child at the playground. I'll tell you, I, I, I got, I'm taking Ohio, uh, Nebraska to cover this spread, and hopefully my, I'm going to need a big week out of Wondell Robinson here. Yeah, I think it's – I've got Nebraska too, and, and I don't know what it is. We're both like riffing on the same thing here uh, because Nebraska got blown out last week by Ohio State. So there's always that overreaction on the line, right? Like Nebraska's offense, you know, Adrian Martinez can't, can't uh, throw the ball or can't score any points. Northwestern's defense isn't really that good. I've been kind of disappointed with them. At home, Nebraska, comeback, kind of a must win. Yeah, I like I like Nebraska to go ahead and put two touchdowns up on Northwestern here. I agree with you. Um, I don't know if we're going to disagree on this podcast. We've gotten halfway through the show. Um, I don't know. Why don't you give them the uh, the Twitter handle and the email account? Um, maybe we'll get some different picks here. Yeah, if you disagree with us, let us know why. You could tweet us in at Smoky Bandit CFB, or you can email us a longer. Uh, explanation at smoky and the bandit cfb at yahoo.com all right very good very good so going to the i don't know if is colorado now in the pac-12 i i, I can't keep yeah, up I with it so. so i think that's right arizona and colorado um arizona at colorado colorado a four-point favorite um you know that i'm heavily invested in colorado for fantasy purposes with both montez and chenault on my fantasy team who do you like in this one well, uh, this is the battle of the injury ball because Chenault is a GTD. Uh, listen to the earlier part of the show if you don't know what GTD is. And uh, Khalil Tate, just everybody thought he was going to play last week. All of a sudden, he was standing on the si- sideline, and they had a white guy starting at quarterback. So they don't know if he's starting for Arizona either. I mean, but Arizona's defense, I don't know a lot about Arizona. I just know that Khalil Tate has been a disappointment, Adrian Martinez style. Uh, I just know Arizona's defense is awful. Everybody expects Montez to have a big game here with or without Chenault. Uh, Kate, what's his name? Katie Lang or is that the singer? <laughs> that is the singer. It's not Katie Lang. I can't think of who you're thinking. KT, I think, is who you're thinking of. KD is Katie the singer. Nixon. Katie Nixon. <laughs> so, okay. So Katie Dixon and Katie Lang are different people, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, well, as bad as Arizona's defense is, whether or not this is Nixon or Lang running the routes, Montez should put up some points. I expect Colorado to win and cover this spread. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm just doing – you're probably absolutely right. I think you're going to hit every single one of the games that you've picked so far. I just have a feeling that Colorado's going to no-show here. I'm I'm really – I don't like the Khalil Tate and J.J. Taylor um, for Arizona both being questionable or game-time decisions at Colorado. What's that? GTD. 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 Jim Tan, not laundry. That's GTL from Jersey Shore. That's another thing for the kids. But anyway, the um, uh, Khalil Tate, I think it was a hamstring that kept him out um, last week. I'm hoping that that's, that's going to get better. I think Arizona maybe just wins this one out, right? So I'm going to take Arizona. We got one. We, we found one that we disagree on, and I, I don't feel red hot about it. I kind of I just feel like Colorado's going to lay an egg in this one. That's because um, you're very anti-Katie Lang. I am. I am very anti I can't name Lang. one song she sings, by the way. I, I cannot either. I, no. It's a she, right? I, I think so. Uh, I, 
we we don't identify. I don't think she identifies with uh, female pronouns. <laughs> All right. So we've got, um, I, you know, I do horrible abbreviations sometime on the show when I'm talking about what games are coming up. So I'm going to take a look at this real quick. Look at my notes here. Yeah, it looked like a CA and it's Georgia. Um, and I was like, what, like, what is California? Because I got Cal in the next game. We've got Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs at Tennessee. Um, Georgia is a 24 and a half point favorite. Tennessee is horrible. Who you like in this one? Again, Georgia's offense has not impressed me this year. I mean, if Florida's defense ever gets their head out of their patookas, right? Uh, you know, then I think we got a shot to beat Georgia. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how we do this week at, at Auburn because something tells me Auburn's just we're at home. Big, we're at home against Auburn. Yeah, but it just tells me Auburn's going to have big play after big play. We'll get to that. Um, you know, I, I think if Georgia can't cover this spread, then something is severely wrong with Jake from State from. Uh, DeAndre Swift should go for what? 180, three touchdowns in this game. I'm picking Georgia to cover this. Yeah, I don't disagree with you here, but um, again, I just have to have some games that were different. Um, I, and, and, and I mean, this is the way I picked it initially. For some reason, Georgia, Tennessee always seems to be a close game. Just this how isn't your father's Tennessee, though. It isn't. It isn't that, you know, they asked if Fulmer was going to get back into coaching. because I guess he's the athletic director over at Tennessee. Well, he's doing and a he great said, job hiring coaches. He's doing a horrible job um, hiring coaches. That's kind of the weird thing about Fulmer is that they they, they got uh, upset with him not winning the SEC. Do I have to explain and, how sarcasm works to you? Yes, yes, yes. I know he's horrible. The um, but he went from being a horrible coach to being a horrible AD is the thing. So it it's he wasn't really that bad of a coach. No, though. he's they, a good coach. He 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 was there for what ten years when they were pretty relevant. Yeah, he won was one absolutely national title. Had a lot of 10-win seasons, got them in the mix every he had single some time. horrible quarterbacks you had to deal with, like, uh, what was his name? Uh, Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning, yeah, that guy was yeah, horrible. Yeah. God. Guy couldn't yeah, win they, a national championship. Came yeah, out. they had to get T. Martin in there to, to win a national championship. Never beat Florida either. That's right, that's right. So, anyway, I like Tennessee just historically. In the, one of these historic, the game's going to be close. Georgia's going to win it by, like, you know, a touchdown or something like that. Or it's going to be a backdoor cover by Tennessee. So I, I, I like Tennessee to backdoor cover in this game. So that's why I'm taking them. Um, not a whole lot to say here, Georgia, this, they really should win this game by 35, but I, I, I just, I don't believe in them yet. I was really high on Jake from stake from, but Jake from has not shown it this year. So um, I was low on him. If you remember, I know you, you're right. You, you're I right. Was I was, Joe I was wrong. Joe I'll be, I, I'm a, I'm a man. I will admit when I'm wrong. Absolutely. Um, you know, a team that we've haven't been wrong about here, Oregon. I mean, I think we've pretty much read them right the entire season. Oregon's hosting Cal. Oregon's an 18-point favorite. Who you like in this one? It was like last weekend Cal all of a sudden remembered that they were Cal. And I know. I know. They, they've been impersonating another better Pac-12 team. Everybody was like, do not start your offensive players against Cal. Their defense looked like it was pretty legit and everything. I still think their defense is solid, but I believe Cal's quarterback's out. I don't even – know what his name is the only name worth knowing on that offense is chris brown i i i'd be shocked if oregon doesn't cover this i mean i don't like justin herbert everybody's like oh he's a top two pick I'm, i i fail to see it i think he's a bust waiting to happen which means the redskins will probably draft him uh i think oregon does cover this spread though yeah i completely agree with you i think herbert is looking a little bit better i see a little bit of what the scouts see in him 
I just don't know. I, I, lo- I would love to see him at the end of this year in a bigger game against like an SEC defense or something like that if he plays in the bowl game. Likely, this is my prediction. My prediction is Herbert skips the bowl game and goes straight to the combine. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting that here. I don't think he plays in the bowl game. So um, so anyway, I, I, I like Oregon to cover this one. I think Cal remembered that they were Cal, and they're going to come back down to earth. Oregon's going to win this one by probably 28 or something like that and uh, have a big big game, big day at home there uh, in Oregon. All right, three more games. Uh, we're going to go Big Ten, Pac-12, then SEC for the finale. Um, you know, kind of a – Oh, I guess a little bit of a rivalry game, but but not 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 a huge rivalry, but in the Big Ten, big game. Michigan State plays solid defense at Ohio State, whose offense has looked phenomenal. Um, that's why Ohio State's a twenty-point favorite. Who you like here? And Ohio State's defense hasn't looked too shabby either. That's right. That's right. Yeah, this comes down to one simple question, uh, and unfortunately, I have to play Elijah Collins this week because of. Everybody's on a bye in our league. Do you think Michigan State's offense is better than Nebraska's offense? And the answer to that is probably no. Exactly. Their defense is better, but the answer is no. That's all I had to think about, and that's why I'm taking Strawberry Fields, Ohio State, to cover this spread. Yeah, I, I think that at some point some teams are just not as 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 good as we think they are. I, I'm thinking that Ohio State's not as good as we think they are. Um, and we do I, have some non-breaking news, but Connor Hayward of Michigan State is now in the transfer portal. Ooh, ooh, that's a that that that's a that's an important point there. I um I, I actually listened to a film breakdown of someone here in the DMV area who compared the Redskins' defense to not being as good as Michigan State's defense, hmm. and the difference being is that Michigan State's defense actually understands like zone concepts you know, and communicates. And although they don't have the best athletes, they communicate and they have a defense that communicates well. So maybe I have a little bit of that in my head, but at the same time, I just feel like Ohio state at some point is going to get tested. I think every single one of the top teams have that, has that game where they get tested. We saw it last week with Clemson. I think we're going to see it this week with maybe Ohio state and Michigan state. I think this is going to be a close one. I think, I think it's going to be a field goal game. I'll be I honest. I hope you're right. Cause I, I need a, I need some points out of, Elijah Collins. Elijah Collins. You just like saying Elijah. So I'm going to take Michigan State in this one. Again, just the same feeling I have in Tennessee, Georgia. I just feel like it's going to be a closer game than what we think. All right, two more games. Uh, we got Washington. They've been, you know, my my, my ride or die here. Um, Washington at Stanford. Washington, a 16.5-point favorite. Who you like in this one? Well, is Salvin Ahmed playing this week? We have no idea. And even if we did know, we wouldn't know. Well, I have to put him in my lineup, like I said, because everybody's on a bye this week. KJ Costello is a uh, GTD, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they might be better without him, frankly. That's true. But, That's true. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume he plays. Okay, well, I'm still taking the fighting Jacob Eason's, not to be confused with Jacob Dillon, the son of another former great. I am taking the fighting Jacob Eason's to cover this game. Nice Bob Dylan reference, by the way. So the uh, uh, I, I agree with you. I'm sticking with Washington to cover every single game on the podcast until they prove me wrong. I think that they're an underrated good team. Um, they had that opening week, you know, kind of aberrational loss to Cal. 
And after that, I think that they've been absolutely fine. Um, I'm surprised that Jacob Eason isn't getting more kind of buzz. Is he is he draft eligible? Does anybody know? I, I who who you're, the only other person here is me, so I don't no, know. No, I don't know if I've read. I don't know if I've read anybody saying that he you is. Know the listeners can't interact with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't a live podcast. So yeah, the um uh I I don't know what what year he is at. I I guess he's a junior, so I guess he could come out after after this year. I could see Jacob Eason being a pretty decent NFL quarterback. Um, and, and wouldn't be a bad, you know, third or fourth round pick for somebody if that's where, where his draft stock is. I like Washington to cover the 16 and a half. I think Salvin Ahmed will play. Um, and I think Stanford is just, this is a and bad year. You know, who's having a sneaky good year, quiet year. Cause he did not have a good year last year is Aaron Fuller, uh, wide receiver for Washington. Cause I have him in a couple of leagues. He's oh, like, absolutely. He's, he's, he's one of the, he's one of the sneaky, good, uh, fantasy wide receivers out there. Yeah. So I agree with you. We're both on Washington in that game. We got the final game. Uh, it's a three thirty game here in the swamp. We've got Auburn going to Florida. A pair of, you know, I guess top 10 teams, Florida, uh, uh, Auburn. Auburn is a three-point favorite. Who you like in this one? Well, the question came down to one thing. Was I going to go with my heart or my head? Head. It's always the head. You (laughs) bet with the head. I've watched Florida for, what, four or five games now, and these mamalukes cannot tackle. And something tells they me they can't they can't block either. The offensive line can't block either. So uh, anybody good? Yeah. I, something tells me is it Jartavius Whitlow is going to have a big day. I got. Oh f- God, Whitlow yeah. is going to. They don't. Bo Nix isn't even going to need to do anything. In He's this not game, very really. good, Bo. I think Bo Nix. is I know. I know. You're very anti Bo Nix. Yeah. He, I did have to pick him up in our league, and I was debating starting him, but I'm going with the Minnesota Gophers quarterback in my number two hole. Boy, the way that sounds dirty, doesn't it? That does sound very dirty. <laughs> sounds very, very dirty. And we are a family-friendly podcast, so we'll leave it there. But I went with my head on this one. I'm taking Auburn, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win by 10 to 13. Yeah, and I agree with you because of just the war in the trenches in this game. Auburn's front seven, and especially their front four on defense, against Florida's offensive line is going to be the difference in this game. There is no way that Florida's offensive line can block Auburn, can create any type of run game. Uh, it's going to have to all be on the arm of Kyle Trask in this one. And I just think Auburn can just grind out the Gators' defense and gash them with Jertavius or whatever his name is, Whitlow. This is going to be an embarrassing game for Florida. I hate to say that as a Florida fan, but Auburn's going to roll in this one. So I'm taking Auburn. I agree with you. At least they know that we're not a bunch of homers, right? If there's anything we've proved, that. We'll leave it with this. Here's a question for you. Should the miracle in the swamp happen and the Gators beat Auburn, where do you rank Florida uh, in the top ten next week? Uh, You rank them number six. Number six. That's where where I've got them. I've got them behind uh, Alabama, Clemson, uh, Ohio State, LSU, Tennessee. And Oklahoma. Oh, Tennessee. <laughs> and Oklahoma. Those are those are the teams in front of it. I, I think that that's and there's somebody I left out there, I'm sure. So um, Tennessee, Tennessee. That's right. That's right. 
All right. Well, that's that. That's it for for this week's podcast. Um, you know, thanks to everybody listening in. I'll give you the last word. Tennessee fans, be happy. I believe you won one game, and we <laughs> are out. <laughs>